Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we have the much, much, much better half of Dr. Chris Bergwald. His lovely wife, Jermaine Bergwald, is joining us to talk about the domestic church, um, basically life as a Catholic family and and how they keep their kids holy as best they can. So, <laughs> right? Amen, sister. So first we have Dr. Chris Bergwald so, for some biblical we'll, bites with Dr. B. We'll, we'll do this and get it out of the way for my much, yes, yes better half. Yes, you're much so, better half. So um, we're in Lent. What what uh, Sunday of Lent is this, Renee? Do you uh, remember? Come on, Renee. Third. third. Third Sunday of Lent. Yeah. Do you know what the, the official name for the third Sunday of Lent is? No idea. The third Sunday third of Lent. Third Sunday of Lent. Yeah. Good job, uh, Bill. <laughs> Bill was all over that one, Renee. Come on. I'm, I'm just going to be quiet and let Bill answer all the questions. <laughs> so we the uh, the the read the gospel reading is from John chapter 2, um, and it's the, I think, one of the more well-known accounts from the gospels. Jesus, um, Jesus flipping the tables in the temple. Oh, yes. Angry Jesus. Um, angry Jesus. Making a whip out of cords, <laughs> driving people out of the money changers and those who are selling, um, driving them out of the temple. But what I thought we could do is talk a little bit about the temple. Okay. Um, so what So what do you know, if anything, um, about, the, Bill, about the temple? what do Bill you know? Bill or Renee? He's looking at you. <laughs> Come on, Bill. Nobody? Anything? No, nothing. Nothing? Uh, well... Okay, this is where the Holy of Holies is kept. Yep. Which would be the is that the, that's not the Ark at this so, point because yeah, the Ark so, is lost. At so this if we point. go right, so but if we go all the way back, so the temple is sort of this temple is like the grandchild, <laughs> the babe, the grandbaby of the tabernacle. So right. Moses and so what tabernacle? You said right. So what's the tabernacle? That's what we have at church. Yeah, with Jesus uh, in it. Okay, no, sorry. The but the temple that Jesus went to is the grand baby. So what came after? What's the grandfather of the temple? The Ark of the Covenant. Close. Okay. Yep, yep. Bill? So, <laughs> <laughs> so the tabernacle. So Moses uh, at Mount Sinai um, receives from the Lord. Yes, we know the Ten Commandments. But actually most of what Moses received from God was a detailed instruction on how to build this tabernacle. Um, and the the um, holy of holies, the holy place, and the holy of holies within it. So the tabernacle okay. itself was actually a, a, a basically a, a large oh, room tent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah. within it, you have an inner structure called the holy of holies, and within the holy of holies, you have the holy place, and it's in the holy place where the ark of the covenant mm-hmm. would go. So. Um, when when the Israelites they're they're traveling throughout the wilderness for the forty years because they didn't trust God, so they kept they're, making golden calves. Right. <laughs> they carry with basically they would set up camp, if you will, and erect the tabernacle with all the the different things within it, and you've got the 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 menorah, the the mm-hmm. golden um, lampstand, right, um, and all these all these different vessels, liturgical vessels, and so on. So you have that. Now, fast forward a few centuries, and you get to David. And David, at one point, when he sort of sits back, and because of God's faithfulness, even though he's been a sinner, um, he's he's grown the kingdom into an empire. And now he says, why should I live in this great palace when the Lord is dwelling in a tent? A tent. Yeah. So he said, I'm going to build um, a house for the Lord. And through uh, the prophet Nathan, God says, no, no, I'll build a house, a dynasty for you. 
and your son will build a house for me. So it's it's actually left to Solomon, mm-hmm. David's son. Um, Solomon is the one who who builds the temple in Jerusalem, uh, a magnificent, like m- massive structure where so where the the um, the Ark of the Covenant would dwell within the Holy of Holies, and so you all, this this great place of worship for the Jews, but. Fast forward a few centuries, starting with Solomon and then most of his successors, most of the kings of Israel and, and the kings of Judea and Israel, when they split, the kingdom splits, most of them are, are no good. Um, and so what happens? Um, the Babylonians come and they destroy Jerusalem. They destroy the temple. Jeremiah apparently had had taken the Ark of the Covenant out of the tabernacle, but mm-hmm. we don't know where it right. is. It has not been found in a desert in Egypt somewhere, um, the, the chamber of soul, well of souls or anywhere else. You mean Harrison Ford didn't we find don't, that? No, he's not, Harrison <laughs> oh, Ford has okay. not found it. Now, after the Babylon exile, the temple was rebuilt, but not as glorious as it was before. Okay. Herod added to it, and that's what Jesus... So sometimes when you're reading, especially in, in biblical um, journals or bi- books about the Bible, you hear about the second temple era. Mm-hmm. That's this okay. era. After the Babylonian exile, um, the temple was rebuilt. That's the second temple. The first was built by Solomon. The second um, built by the Jews when they returned after the exile. Herod adds to it, and that's where Jesus goes when he's flipping tables in the... He's very upset. He's very upset. And that's the temple of Jesus. Ah, good stuff, Dr. B. Thanks. I haven't said that for a while. (laughs) All right. Today in the studio, I have with me Jermaine Bergwald, the much better half of Dr. Chris Bergwald. (laughs) At least that's what I say. I think Dr. Bergwald would say the same thing. Welcome, Jermaine. Thank you. How are you today? Good. Good. So we are going to talk a little bit about um, just the domestic church. So life as a Catholic family, Mm -hmm. especially with Dr. Bergwald. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yes, this could be scary. (laughs) We will be nice because we have to be. (laughs) Yeah. I I make no promises. Okay. (laughs) All right. So why don't we start, if you just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. My name is Jermaine Bergwald, Mm -hmm. and I've been married to Chris for 21 years. Yeah. I swear he doesn't say 21. Maybe he does. He probably does because he's particular like that. Is he? Okay. Okay. So I'm not imagining that. Okay. (laughs) I'm a homeschooling mom of five kids and I, they're wonderful kids and I feel very lucky to be married to Chris and have the children. Yeah. So I am originally from Ohio. So I'm a transplant here to South Dakota. Where in Ohio? Um, I am from a, a little town called Bremen, just an hour mm. southeast of Columbus, okay, Ohio. It's in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was a beautiful place to grow up. It is. It is a very, you know, like Columbus is more flat, like here. Would right. Be, we, we would have it out here, but in, you know, where I grew up, it was hilly. At least. Hilly. Yeah. Hilly at least. Yeah. yeah. And green. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and a so, lot of trees. <laughs> so how did you and Chris meet? We met at Franciscan University of Steubenville. Okay. And um, I was a freshman and he was a transfer student in from the University of Minnesota. Okay. So, it w- yeah, I mean, like right away. <laughs> was love at first sight? Uh, no. No, I mean, it, no, 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 no. I don't know if I believe in that necessarily. <laughs> but, I mean, we had a connection as far as just being able to chit chat. 
Right. You know, we yeah. just sat down and we just started talking one day. And I mean, we were friends mm-hmm. for a while before we started dating. Mm-hmm. So Good. Yeah. So then I know he went to Rome for mm-hmm. a while and that was, so you met before he went to Rome. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He was at, we were at Steubenville for a couple years mm-hmm. and then um, he went, I mean, he was there for three years and, and so I finished out at Steubenville by myself. And, sure. Yeah. Then we got married um, for his third year in Rome. Oh, okay. Um, was our oh, year long honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> so you in were Rome. there with him. I was. For the third year. Yeah. Oh, how nice. <laughs> exactly. I bet so. that was a fun time. It was. It was. At first, you know, it, it's an interesting time because you go and um, you think that it's going to be um I don't know, like a vacation the whole time. Mm-hmm. So the, for the first three to six weeks, it is. Right. But then you realize you have to live there. <laughs> and like exist. <laughs> you have to like be a citizen of Rome and all their crazy. They have some crazy, well, at least to an American. Right. Crazy systems in place. Yeah. And so, I mean, once I got over, you know, that, then it was a lot of fun. We yeah. met a lot of good people and and I missed it when we left. And this so. would have been in like the 90s. Right? Uh, it was over Y2K. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, a little later than I was thinking. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, He's 2000. a little younger than I am. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> 2000. So when everything was supposed to crash right. around our ears, we it were didn't. we were partying in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so you and I kind of <clears throat> talked a little bit last week or so. And you mentioned that to have a good Catholic family that mm-hmm. you really needed to start with a good marriage. Yep. So how have you and Chris kind of done that over the years? Uh, we have, um, I don't, I, okay. For both Chris and I, we like to just uh, talk to each other a mm-hmm. lot. I mean, that's one of our things. Right. I, I think that fills our bucket. And so, um, you know, when he comes home from work or when I was working, you know, I would come home, we'd talk about our day mm-hmm. and, um, the, the things that we enjoyed about our day, the things that were frustrating about our day and, um, and ideas yeah, about what we were doing, what we'd like to do, this, those sort of things. Mm-hmm. And we've continued that yeah. throughout the years. Yeah. And even when the kids came along, you know, they really want, especially dad's attention at the end of the day when he comes home. <laughs> sure. Of course. <laughs> They're sick of you by then, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they just want a little bit of him. Yeah, yeah. And part of it is we've prioritized that we've, we've had the conversation with each other before, you know, he does much with the kids yeah. and stuff. And if that sometimes means us sitting down or sometimes that means us going on a walk and chit chatting or, you know, whatever that is. Yeah, that's a good idea cuz really if you if you don't do that, your rest of your evening can really get lost in kids and supper and and all it kinds sure of can. things. It yeah. sure can. Yeah. And so um we've decided oh, I think we just kind of fell into doing that mm-hmm. and I've just realized, you know, when you asked me to be on, you know, I was trying to reflect back yeah. on, you know, some of the things that we do mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Yeah. Did you early on talk about uh, your faith and how you were going to raise your kids, things like that? Yeah, that was pretty, um, not how, exactly how, because I don't think at that time, I mean, we had the example of our families maybe, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we didn't have specifics necessarily, other than we knew that we're being married in the church and the church was asking us to 
um, raise our kids uh, in the faith. Mm-hmm. And um, did you we guys agree that on that was, right away? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't a yeah. question. No. Good. I probably wouldn't have dated him if <laughs> no, because I <laughs> knew good. like that was one of the things I it was important to me yeah. when I was even looking for somebody serious, yeah. you know, a date or two, what, you know, that's yeah. no big deal. But like any, anybody long-term, that right. was a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good. Um, and that's been really important to you, for you guys to really, really have that foundation in your marriage of the, mm-hmm. of the Catholic faith. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Good. It is. I'm a cradle Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and Chris is too, Chris right? Chris is too, but I mean, I'm somebody who's never really fallen away from right. the church. You know, I've just like a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. My, um, I have the ongoing conversion of a mm-hmm. cradle Catholic, I think, that yep. uh, just I knew that um, it was important to me and I would do bits at a time over time. Right. And it amounted to something, you right, know? Right, right. <laughs> I think that's, that's a really common way for that cradle Catholics build journey in their faith. Yeah. We maybe don't have this big, you know, sudden conversion. I know. We just, and then kind of we look back and we're like, is something wrong with me? I never had that. <laughs> I know. But it really is Which isn't. is very true because, you know, I we go to these conferences or you have a speaker. <laughs> and, and a lot of times, um, at least in the Catholic circles, that's where I could speak to, mm-hmm. is that they have these huge conversion stories, yeah. the speakers do. And I'm... And I can't relate that way right. to it, right? And so, um, yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that. And I'm always on like Chris, and you know, I'm like, you need to bring in speakers that are like me, <laughs> normal people. I did it for him. <laughs> I just need somebody who can speak to the fact that it's not necessarily something that's huge and will right. hit you over the head, or I mean, it's something in retrospect, 2020 vision that you look back and you say, oh yeah, I did grow. Yep. And you can grow. see the small places where that happened mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it's okay then that yeah. those big things didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So good. Actually, so, I'd prefer it that way because yeah. I'm naturally somebody who doesn't want something real shocking to my system right, right. like that. I would like the little drip of it. You yeah. Know? You're probably not alone there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how do you guys prioritize your family in such a busy world? you have five kids that's not we insignificant do. I, <laughs> I mean okay so I'm probably naturally somebody who doesn't overbook myself okay. anyway mm-hmm. um so I know that uh things like um eating dinner together mm-hmm. as often as possible is a priority for us mm-hmm. and we do um daily prayer family prayer at night mm-hmm. if you're around I mean, right you get you get to participate <laughs> Get, get to, not yeah, have you get to. to. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, those little things that we do yeah. in life. And I try, I don't want it to be where li- we're living a life where we can't breathe. Right. You know, and I feel like if we're so busy, we can't mm-hmm. breathe and you can't um, think about how even your faith or anything in your life, any decisions that you're making are impacting you. Yeah. I think but, that's really key because... Like you said, you know, you're, you guys homeschool mm-hmm. and just because you're, you homeschool doesn't mean your kids aren't busy and they can be involved in a lot of things. Yeah. And I think sometimes families get kids involved in too many things mm-hmm. and then, yeah, you have no space you for have the no family, space. for mm-hmm. faith, for any of those things. Exactly. So. And the interesting thing this past year with COVID, mm-hmm. how many times I've heard from parents saying, you know, this is an awful situation, but I'm kind of enjoying the fact yeah. that 
we have a little time with a family. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're able to prioritize a family, even if we we're not trying to, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's built into the yeah. built into it. So yeah, it kind of renews yeah. those relationships a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Jermaine Bergwald about the domestic church today. Um, let's see. So family is kind of the first place where we mm-hmm. learn about God mm-hmm. and, and you get to learn about your relationship with Christ. So how do you and Chris do that with your kids? I know you mentioned that you pray in the evening. We There's do. some other things, I assume. Yeah, we we have the nightly prayer, and it's only about 10 minutes a night, maybe. Um, That's a lot from. <laughs> well, most, you okay. Know. I mean, but when there's you're five dealing, kids. there's five yeah. kids, and everybody's contributing a little sure. bit. So it's like we they take turns leading the prayer. Okay. And we decided early on, I mean, we've done it since the kids probably could just, per, they knew that they were participating. Right, right. Um, and they take turns, so there's some leadership mm-hmm. and ownership of the prayers. Yeah, you know whether they want one prayer or five prayers. You know, some of them like to do yeah. that. <laughs> and then you know we have we pray our um, we ask for the intercession of our name saints and oh, sure. um, we is there ask- a Saint Germain? There is a Saint Germain. Oh, wow, awesome. She's she's French. She's from Pribrac, uh, France. Wow. And um, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's a pretty she's pretty interesting saint. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. So pray to your saint names, uh-huh. Saint names, and then we ask for intercessions, personal intercessions, sure. and then um, what we're thankful for for sure. the day. So we just go through that every single night, mm-hmm. and we usually end with like the night prayer, you know, protect us, Lord, right. as we stay awake, watch yep. over us as we sleep, that prayer. Mm-hmm. And then, but we've been doing that every day for that's, years yeah. now. That's huge for kids. Yeah, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> But, you know, for us, it t- I, I want to teach them to do some intentional prayer, some, a little free form yep. prayer. And yeah, sometimes um, as Catholics, we're not super great at that. At least I'm not. Okay. But there are some people who are naturally attracted to like your yes. more rote prayer or your That's true. Uh, conversational. I, yeah. I call it conversational yeah. prayer. Yeah. So like somebody like my mom really likes conversational prayer. Sure. My dad likes the more you know, the rosary. Well, like Chris is very good at the conversational prayer where I Mm -hmm. find myself, I do it myself personally, like in my own space. But when I have to do it in front of people, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you don't want to hear that. That's that's not, it's not necessarily in front of people, but like even in just one-on-one relationship, when you're praying by yourself with God and, and you um, can have, it's, it's okay to have the conversational prayer with that, with him and um, to ask for specifics and mm-hmm. clarity on things, you yeah. know, it's 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 okay to act be that way. And it's I want the kids to know yeah. that they can do that and be vulnerable so. too in those mm-hmm. times. And I think when you're when you're just doing that kind of conversational prayer, you can do that. Yeah, a lot more than the real yeah, prayers. it is a vulnerability. Yeah, and there is a difference between like just talking to yourself because this was a conversation <laughs> I had with the kids, you know, recently. That's true. Then actually mm. having a conversation with someone, right? You know, and um, which means you might have to sit and be silent for a little bit and listen. Yes, I assume is what you mean. Yeah, it yeah. is partly that. I mean, you know, being open to hearing his voice mm-hmm. occasionally. You know, it might happen. You never mm-hmm. know. It may yep. never happen. There's people who right. have asked for that, and that's right. never happened. But um, yeah, so yeah, good, good. So um, the in the culture, okay. So you're you're raising your kids in in the, in the Catholic Church. There's a lot of forces against you. Yes. Um, 
So how do you guys build a life of faith? Do you do, you do a lot of things in your parish? What, do you, what are you doing to kind of combat against that? Okay, so prayer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do things like uh, com- we make sure the kids, we get to confession. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the worst at family to do that. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> so We can have Bill delete that part uh, no. if you want. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but we try to get regularly to confession, yeah. and then we also participate at the church, you know, lecturing, mm-hmm. serving, singing, um, faith formation, and, the and you know, like um, church camps. Right. And uh, what are, oh, our youngest is in um, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd oh, at cool. St. Lambert. I've heard a lot about that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. We really enjoy that one. Yeah. And it's amazing what she learns. Oh, that's there. great. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, um, it's very worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys, um, I have to imagine that Chris being the theologian, does does he do like any quizzing after mass? (laughs) I mean, what what happens after you guys get done with mass? (laughs) I think he'd be like, all right. We're pretty low key about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't, I think if something comes up, say in the homily Mm -hmm. or, you know, he does little things with the kids where they kind of, they guess what Eucharistic prayer is being said, you know, so they, the kids know that, you know, he'll do little quizzes (laughs) on stuff like that. There will be a written quiz with 10 questions after mass on the homily. Totally see him doing that. (laughs) I think he would like to speak that way, but I don't think it it never really happens that way. (laughs) Do do the kids come to him with questions quite a bit or do they come to both of you? Uh, Both of us. Mm -hmm. Actually, probably more so me. Okay. Because I am not as, I overall knowledgeable, I think on um, like the education side of it. I'm more of a practical Sure. Side of it. Sure. Of faith. So like I may not be able to answer their questions fully and I will, I'll be honest with them and say, Hey, you know, um, you know, maybe you should go ask dad that question sure. because he would have a fuller answer for right. you. But sometimes so. his fuller answer might be a little too full for kids. It might be, <laughs> it might be. Right. And like, yeah. that's where I probably, um, am a little bit, but I don't know, yeah. If, you know, to answer those questions, and for I'm the kids. sure he tailors it to them so that I don't know. Although <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, so, if you're speaking to an eight year old yeah. versus like yeah. a sixteen year old, yeah. <laughs> I would think that'd be a little He's different. Asking at questions least. about everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes they don't ask because they don't really want to know. Oh sure, like the 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 full answer. Sure, you know? they they're I, like, I know what mom and dad are gonna say, <laughs> and so I'm just not gonna have that conversation. Like maybe something about what they might want to do that they don't they know they shouldn't do. Maybe Is that what, okay. Maybe okay. Interesting. So, yeah, I'd ask you to expand, but I'm not sure I should. <laughs> <laughs> there, we want no evidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I think this is very common of all parents, but. You know, you guys, uh, obviously you're not perfect. No. And you probably aren't even like the best Catholic parents in the world. No. But you do you worry about your kids staying in the church as they get older? <clears throat> and um, how do you handle that? Well, you know, I was thinking about this question yeah. a little bit. And I think in general, I don't worry about okay, it. good. Because um, not only this thing, you know, whether or not they'll stay in the church, 
Uh, there's other things in our life where, you mm-hmm. know, you can start worrying. I'm not a worrier by nature. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so that helps a little bit. I need, to, I need some hints from you. <laughs> but I've realized there have been things over our life that, you know, I start worrying a little bit about it and it never, com- it never mm-hmm. comes to what I'm ultimately fearing. Right. You know, God always takes care of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, if they leave the church, um, I've done what I could. Right, right. It's up to them. Like once they're out of the house, it's their faith, right. their relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, I can just talk to them about it and mm-hmm. maybe uh, tell them what my hopes are for them. Oh, yeah. But and I and I'm clear about some of yeah. those things, yeah. you know, and I always say, I hope you don't leave the church. You know, I hope you like if you have questions, you can always come back and it doesn't have to be to us. Right. It could be to somebody think, else who's knowledgeable. I think that's good to do because otherwise, if you aren't clear mm-hmm. about those expectations, they'll just be like, eh, clearly my mom and dad don't, don't care. So I'm just going to go do whatever I want. <laughs> I and you know, another big thing that I've um, decided to do uh, is, okay, so a few years back there, we had a, a women's conference here yep. in the diocese and Barbara Hale was one of the speakers mm-hmm. or Heil. I don't, Heil, I think, I think Heil. Yeah. And she was speaking um, about how to keep your, um, your grandchildren in the faith. Oh, yeah. And I figured, well, whatever's good for grandchildren <laughs> is probably good for your children too. Yep. And I was interested to hear what her take was. And mm-hmm. her point was, or one of her points was that you, um, share your faith story with oh, with yeah. your children or grandchildren yeah. and tell them like when you have come up to a decision in your life, um, how your faith has impacted it and why you've chosen it, um, chosen the decision that you did uh, based on your faith. Yeah, yeah. And and she said you just have to talk. Yeah. You have to tell them because they won't they won't know it otherwise, you know. Right. And so I think back on growing up and um with my folks, you know, they're cradle Catholics, mm-hmm. good faithful Catholics. And um they I remember the stories that they would tell. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, since I'm number seven of eight kids, I've got oh, wow. older brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. Mm-hmm. And they will bring up stories too. Oh wow. Yeah. So it does have a big impact it, on kids. It impacts them now. Yeah. Even. Yeah. So that's yeah. a great that's that's good advice for parents. Yeah, I thought like it was said, too. It's not and just I was for like, grandparents. Okay, I knew I knew that, but it was a good reminder yeah. to just make it intentional. Yeah. And so I've started I I decided I'm gonna do that. <laughs> That's something relatively easy I could do. Yeah. It didn't have to I didn't have to have a doctorate in right. theology to right. be yeah, able to you do can that. Easily do that. Yeah. Let uh, your husband take care of the difficult stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe I don't know if they'd hear him quite as well as they would hear somebody else outside the house. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, Jermaine. Well, we are pretty, we better leave a little time for your dear husband at the beginning. So (laughs) thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story and some advice and stuff for our audience today. Yeah, definitely anytime. Thanks a lot. All right. You're welcome. All right. Uh, I don't know who's coming in next week again, so we're going to hope the Holy Spirit will send us someone awesome. <laughs> um, if you haven't uh, gone to our social media pages yet, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Our uh, handles on all of those are SF Diocese, or you can visit our website at sfcatholic.org. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic views. Music.